It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row morning show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, Matt trolls a spam emailer. And we dive into a deep topic, is all sin the same in God's eyes? Now, for those of you who haven't seen our announcements on social media, you might be wondering, since when is this show called The Morning Side Hug? Wasn't it the Back Row Morning Show before? Yes, you, you aren't crazy. For the first 191 episodes, our show was known as The Back Row Morning Show. And for the most part, the show is going to be the same. A few tweaks here and there, but it's still the show that you know and love. We are just trying to give our show a bit of a personality upgrade, especially with our new Friday show, Church Nerds, premiering last Friday. So now both of our shows are known as Back Row Morning Shows. Uh, And our podcast has also been renamed from Back Row Morning Show to the Back Row Free Podcast, where you will find clips and full shows from the Morning Side Hug, Church Nerds, and Critical Hit. Just a bit of rebranding. Got it. And today is January 6th, and we've got a holiday to celebrate. We do. So today is Three Kings Day. So, Matt, you know when someone says that they had an epiphany? Yeah. The epiphany is Three Kings Day. It's typically celebrated in Spain and Latin America, but also across Europe. I'll try and say this, El Dia de los Reyes. I believe so, yeah. uh, As it's called in Spanish, marks the adoration of baby Jesus by the three kings, otherwise known as the three wise men or magi. Um, And according to tradition, though it's not necessarily scripture, the three kings were named mm, (laughs) Melchior, Melchior? Casper and Balthazar. Thank you. Yeah, I know that one. Well, that one's so easy, but it still tripped me up. I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, They traveled by horse, camel, and elephant in order to present baby Jesus with symbolic gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, You can celebrate by buying a Rosca de Reyes. Mm-hmm. What would that be? A deliciously sweet cake with cinnamon and rice sweet sauce. Oh, a nice sweet sauce, sorry. <laughs> and a variety of fillings depending on how decadent you're feeling. We've seen them for sale at our local Albertsons grocery store. Really? I actually have not. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that's set up. <laughs> what is it? So it's a, it's it's a like, cake. It's like a king's cake from... Uh... Like the sweet Hawaiian... King's cake? No, 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 that's that's King's oh, from, roll. From, from um, New Orleans, from, from Mardi Gras time. There you go. It's, it's like mm-hmm. one of those. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> depending on where you live, you might be able to find them at markets or bakeries, and if you're feeling adventurous, you could probably even jump in some freezing cold water if you want. Um, <laughs> in Prague, there's a traditional Three Kings swim in the Vitava River. People wear Speedos, some of them wear crowns, and then they jump from a barge into the water, and afterwards they drink mulled wine and eat delicious warming Czech snacks. Now, I could do 
the mulled wine and the snacks, <laughs> but I'm not jumping in the water. Um, though not widely celebrated in the U.S., families across the world that do celebrate have several traditions, including leaving a box of grass or hay and some water for the Three Kings camels and their other animals to eat. And the camels then usually leave a trail of hay behind that children can follow to find gifts. Yeah, it's like another gift-giving holiday already after Christmas. Like... Yesterday was the last day of the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. And so that was over, and now it's time for Epiphany Day. So, <laughs> Three Kings Day. I do think that this is because it's a European tradition. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when we do Christmas as Americans, we do it big. And we have all these big gifts. It's like the time of the year when we buy our kids the expensive stuff. Yeah. yeah. But for Europeans, they do much smaller gifts, you know, like candies and socks and things that we kind of turn our nose up at. Mm. So for those 12 days, they're not getting like the biggest Lego playset. Right, gotcha. And then Epiphany's following where they get <laughs> other gifts. Right. And they had, oh, what, on December 5th, what was it? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a it's another European holiday, mostly German, but it's celebrated in all of Europe, where they leave their shoes out. Oh, and they okay, fill their yeah, shoes. yeah, yeah. Um, Catholic, a lot of Catholics still yeah. celebrate that too. I yeah. remember doing that in Catholic school when I grew up. We would. It was always one of the last few weeks before we got out for Christmas. Yeah. One day we would just leave our one of our shoes out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, it was filled with candy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. Yep. That was a good memory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So one thing about those cakes, the the Rosca de Reyes cakes, um, I don't know if they would do it here in America because we're so paranoid about choking hazards here. Uh, But like traditionally, that cake will have like a little figure of Jesus somewhere in it. And you gotta and find if, it as if you're eating. You, if you find that in your piece of the cake, that means that you're required to make tamales for the next uh, holiday. I don't remember what the holiday is, but it's sometime in February that is typically celebrated by the same people. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a neat little neat little tradition, uh, and I believe this is celebrated largely when it, when we're talking about America. It is. In New Orleans, in that area, uh, Louisiana, yeah, uh, you'll find it a lot more there than you will typically anywhere else. Uh, frankly, I only I only heard about it a couple of years ago, and we're you know we're near Mexico, yeah. and there's people that celebrated in Mexico, and but still, uh, but interesting holiday I enjoy. So in Italy today, and I only know this because it's Epiphany, but it's they burn the witch. <laughs> In Italy, yeah. So they have big bonfires. Everybody, like every family has their big bonfire where they burn the witch. And it's called Bella Bafana. I don't know all the history behind it, but... I know just enough to make sure it sounds offensive. Yeah. It has religious backings to it. It's all in their belief system. Who knows? But... Yeah. Oh, gracious sakes. It was always on Epiphany, they would celebrate Bella Bafana, and there would be huge bonfires, so I would wake up the next morning with a huge, massive headache from all the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that, tur- that took a sharp <laughs> turn. Let's... <What>? Uh... <laughs> 
you're not a witch, there's nothing to be offended right? by. <laughs> you don't want to get burned, just don't be a witch. I right? Mean, that'll do it. I mean. <laughs> uh, so it's been a... Uh, been a couple of weeks since we had a normal show. Last week we aired our uh, Back Rofi Awards. Uh, for those of you who missed that, you can find the full shows uh, on our Patreon podcast. Um, but I'm just saying, I think that we could be like for real awards host. It was good. It was nice. I think it re- went really well for our first mm-hmm. one. And uh, we had a lot of the bands get really into it and, really? and get their followers to get out there and vote, you know, beforehand and uh, really neat. Why uh, don't I get to see that side of it? <laughs> Only you get to see it. <laughs> but uh, we got little awards we're going to be mailing out to them. It's really, really cool. Really cool stuff. Um, but personally, the last time that we shared about our lives was... Back in 2019, all the way back last decade in 2019. And now it's 2020. How's your 2020 started off, Mo? I have new vision. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say I'm really kind of tired of that joke already. Yeah. Like, it's it's only not even a full week into January, and I'm already like, okay, we get it. Uh-huh. 2020, perfect vision. <laughs> I'm tired of the decade joke. <laughs> what? See you next decade. Oh. <laughs> See, I have two teenagers, and they thought it was hilarious. So... <laughs> It is what it is at this point. Um, 2019 has started out well. Yeah, 2019 did. Or 2020. How did 2020 start? 2020. <laughs> 2019 sucked, y'all. But you already know that. 2020 has started out well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were up in the mountains. and. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went up into a cabin, right? Yep. You stayed in a cabin. Yep. Played in the snow. Went to the winter park. It was freezing. <laughs> well, it's a winter park. But. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I thought that it would be fun to be there all day. And they open up at 9 and close at 9. Yeah. So I was like, we just need to get up and we need to go all day and just spend as much time there as we can. <laughs> because if it's $20 a person, we need to get our money's worth. Full day. Okay? I mean... Duh, it just makes sense. We can pack sandwiches and stuff, and we can put it in the car and eat in the car. No, I was there for an hour, and I was ready to go. (laughs) The tickets for the morning had already sold out, so Chris was like, we'll just go in the afternoon. It's not a big deal. We can get there at 3, and they still close at 9. That's six hours. We'll have plenty of time. And I'm all like, no, we're not going to have plenty of time. We're not going to be able to ride down every... um, slope and you know whatever blah 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 no i was done after an hour i rode one slope and i was done like okay we can leave this is fun but i'm done i'm cold and there are too many people here and the lines are ridiculous and it takes longer to wait in line than it does to actually go down the slope and oh yeah i mean that's that's the whole amusement park uh theory too you know you go there you stand you stand in line for five of the six hours you're there but it's that one hour's worth of the collective rides that's supposed to make it worth it you don't think the slopes made it worth it (laughs) the one slope you were on (laughs) i i went down two while we were there but no 
No, it was fun, and my kids had a blast. Yeah. They had an, a great time, but yeah, I, I was done. And we went with some friends who have a toddler, and we didn't realize this, but like the big kids, there's a toddler area mm-hmm. that have more size-appropriate slides for them. Right. But the big kids are not even allowed to go into the toddler area. We can't go over there and sit and wait. We can't go and watch him go down his little slides or anything. Uh-huh. They are not permitted over in the toddler area at all. And our toddler was not permitted over in the big area at all. So, Oh, wow. I know. So our one friend stayed with her toddler the entire time. At first, we were like, okay, you guys can just switch off. We'll all take turns. Well, no, because by the time after we stood in the line and came down the slope and then came all the way around back to the other side where the toddler area is, it's already been almost two hours. And so she was like, just forget it. You guys just ride down the slopes, do your thing. I'll stay here on this side. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but it was fun. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Did I ever tell you how uh, I almost died sledding down a slope? (laughs) See, okay. <laughs> I have never been skiing or snowboarding, and this is why. It's because I'm terrified I'm going to fall off the side of a mountain. Okay, now that's not exactly what happened. See, we, uh, the youth, it was when I was in youth group, and we went to a, a skiing place or whatever, but we didn't, if you didn't have the money to get the lift ticket, there was a free sledding area. Okay. But it was unmonitored. There's nobody from the place out there watching. It's okay. just, you're allowed to go over there. Okay. And so, me, Deidre, and her friend Tamara, we, we didn't have money to go on the thing, so we went to the, the slope area. We had sleds. We brought those with us. And there's clearly, like, lines where people have been sledding mm-hmm. previously that day. And so, you know, we're going about halfway up and sliding down, and it's fun. Down at the bottom, but, like, way... After it's, like, flattened out, there's a ditch where obviously there's a river or there was a river or something. There's a bunch of, like, dead trees that have fallen over in it. It's very pointy and pokey. It looks pretty scary. But, like I said, long stretch of flat earth before you get there. Okay. And every sled path that we see stops long before that. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay. And so I follow this one path that I see after three or four times down halfway. And it goes, you know, twice as high up. I said, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go all the way to the top of this one. Thinking, clearly it's safe. It's been done. Mm -hmm. I put my sled down, which is one of those really long sleds that Mm -hmm. you can put like four people in. Yeah. I put my sled down. I waddle over it, you know. My butt hits the thing and I zip down like a bullet this sled or this hill and I start freaking out because immediately I'm going too fast and I know it and so I'm like oh I gotta get out of here and so I try to bail out and I flip and my leg gets caught underneath me and so I'm still riding in the sled from my bottom half but my top half and hands are just scraping along the ice and cutting into my skin I'm like, oh gosh! So it's like sandpaper. So I roll back into it, and now I am in this sled, this four-man sled, in the fetal position, lying down, saying, "Lord, please stop this! Stop the sled! Stop the sled!" And I look up, and I'm just flying for those tree limbs, which all will just impale every part of me. I just know it. 
and I stop like a foot or less from the edge of that because of one flat, wet cardboard box that just happened to be right in that line. And I get up and then get out. And as I get out, the sled goes down where I would have been. And there's just a, it would have been a pile of death. It would have been awful. And so I was done then. And this was like an hour into our day. So I was done then too. I'm like, well, that was fun. I'm going to go sit in the van. And that's what we did. (laughs) We went back and sat in the van for another five hours. (laughs) So yeah, I won't be sledding ever again either. That was just traumatic. (laughs) It was all cut up and bleeding. It was awful. So for those of you who don't know, Matt is very much a worrier. And it's always worst case scenario in his stories. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) I listen to them for the humor side of them. And then I ask his wife for the actual story. Oh, no. She'll, she'll, she she will, she will, uh, 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 approve this one. This was an unembellished tale. This is what happened. She was, when I was, when I was flying past her, she's out there. No, waving her arms. Stop! <laughs> like I can't stop. I have no control. <laughs> oh man. Well, my 2020 is starting off pretty good. The first day was was garbage, and so it didn't give me a lot of good hope. It just everything was going. It was a bad day. Are you ready for your kid day. to go back to school? I am so ready, and that was mostly <laughs> it. Oh gosh, these kids. Um, but, <laughs> but since then, everything's been going good. Uh, for those of you who've been listening for the last few months, you know, I've been on the keto diet thing and that's been working out really well. Uh, I am, uh, at the time of recording here, just under having lost 50 pounds. Like I'm almost at the 50 pound mark, which was my second goal. Uh, I'm currently wearing a shirt that I haven't been able to wear in 10 years. Nice. Which is cool. Uh, and I feel like I'm in the groove of it now. Because it's, yeah. been, it's been almost two months. You know, I've gotten past that six-week make-it-a-habit mark. I've done enough um, planning and logging that I kind of know for most of the stuff that I'm eating what it is to where I don't have to really, like, freak out about the... You know, what is this? How many macros? How many calories? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of becoming a little bit more second nature, you know, yeah. than, which is, which is nice. It's good to be in that. That's the place that you need to get to yeah. in any thing like this and uh, in order to make it a little more sustainable. So it's, it's working out well. I'm excited about that. Started intermittent fasting as well. Yeah. Uh, so 16 hours a day or more. I'm not eating, mm-hmm. and then I cram it all into between six and eight hours worth, and so I think that's helping as well. So it's it's going really well. Um, that's that's keeping me happy, I guess. Let's yeah. put it that way. Keeping me encouraged. Um, the other day, Deidre reminded me that we have a whole bunch of dress shirts, uh, some of which are from when I was in high school uh, in our storage closet, and she said, you should go pull some of those out, and there are quite a few that I fit into now. Yeah. That, uh... Like I said, this is, this is more than 10 years. This is, you know, high school time, last time I wore them. They're not exactly my style anymore, um, but I'm going to wear them anyway because it's a badge of honor. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, well, coming up next, uh, I occasionally respond to spam emails, and this last time was pretty interesting, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the morning side hug right here on Backdoor Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com. We are going to kick off the second hour, as we always have, with five random facts. Five random facts. It may be a new show title, (laughs) and it may be a new year. But it's the same old... Same old me. sung intro. That's right. All right. (laughs) Researchers have witnessed two puffins scratching themselves with sticks. The first evidence that seabirds can use tools. (laughs) Uh, Mark Akrand, the linguist who invented the Klingon language, also created hmm, the Atlantean Atlantean, language for Disney's Atlantis, The Lost Empire. The movie's lead character was also modeled after him. What an honor. (laughs) The king of hearts in a deck of cards is unique. He's the only king that doesn't have a mustache. I knew this. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's how much I've looked at cards of decks. That much gambling you do. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester Stallone nearly died filming Rocky IV after you... Or after... After asking Dolph Lundgren... Did I say that right? Lundgren. Lundgren? Yeah. To hit him for real. Lundgren stuck him so hard, he bruised Stallone's heart. He spent a week in the hospital recovering. (laughs) Bet he won't do that again. Nike has released a pair of sneakers specifically designed for medical workers called the Air Zoom Pulse. (laughs) They even have like a little metal clip on them that has the... That little medicine star thing on it. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, really? Like the... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? The six-pointed thing. Yeah, it's the thing that when you assign an emergency contact in your yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. That thing. All right. <laughs> well, like we uh, alluded to earlier, every now and then I like to uh, uh, play along with spam emails and scam emails that get into my inbox occasionally. And uh, the last time uh, was one of those people saying, hey... If you send me some money, we'll send you some money kind of thing. And I played along with that, buying gift cards and stuff, pretending like I was buying gift cards. Wasn't he pretending to be your pastor? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot the premise. That's right. He had made a fake email that looked like my pastor's email, and he got it off our church website. That's right. (laughs) I've forgotten all about what it was. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I was playing along like I thought he was the pastor. Oh, that was, that was fun. Okay. And it, yeah, he sent that email to everybody on staff, but I was the only one that was responding. Oh, real good. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one was one of the standard ones that is like, oh, hey, uh, it's a girl, obviously. Hey, I found your profile or whatever, and come chat with me here. And I thought this is probably like like uh, 
automated kind of thing. Yeah. And so I was going to test that out. I mean, so, for real, Matt, like <laughs> the girl at Taco Bell and now this emailer chick. Oh, right, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's become a running joke now at my house. Every time my wife smells that, I put cologne on. (laughs) You smell delectable. Oh, creepy. All right. So. (laughs) So here we go. We got the I got my first email uh, from a girl named Lisa, and uh, it was going to our old back row radio email address. And so the name on it was back row. And so she said, hey, back. I'm from Clovis. I'm like, okay, I don't remember actually having Clovis tied into that email. So it's possible that this person is from Clovis, but they obviously don't know me. So I said, yeah, who are you? And so she responded, hello again, back. I'm Lisa. Are you interested in romance? I found you on that one special website, so I thought I'd say hi. I uploaded my pics to this dating site. And then a little link says new pics. Find me there. My nickname is Lisa Three. I'm like, so this is where I thought, okay, this might this is probably automated, but let's let's test it out. Let's see if we can get some traction. She said, Yes, I am definitely interested. The pics won't show up for me for some reason, but that's okay. My real name is Paul, by the way. So what's your favorite movie? So (laughs) So so it's either a little more sophisticated uh, automated thing at this point than I thought, or it's a real person. Um, probably not named Lisa and maybe not even a woman, but who knows. But they changed it. Paul. So, Paul, hi, smiley face. My boyfriend is able to read my email box, frowny face. Let's chat here with a link. Uh, again, I've ne- I did not click any of these links. Uh, he will be unable to read our messages. Just sign up there. It's free. Kisses, dot, dot, dot. I responded, okay. Wow, your boyfriend sounds pretty overprotective. That doesn't sound very nice. Then again, you did send me, a total stranger, a link to look at pictures of you. What does he think about those emails when he reads them? Do you just tell him that you're a model and I'm a talent scout or something? Anyway, I tried clicking on the link you sent, but it also won't open for me, just like the last one. My browser keeps popping up with a virus threat alert and it won't let me in. But it's cool if we talk on here. I really don't want to start anything romantic until I've known you a little better. So, you can tell your boyfriend we're just friends. Have you seen The Mandalorian? Isn't Baby Yoda the cutest thing to come out of Star Wars ever? I mean, forget Ewoks, am I right? Hope to talk to you soon, Paul. <laughs> so these emails are coming like right after another, like like ten ten minutes a piece, maybe. She responds, "Oh, Paul, again, my boyfriend can read my emails. I'm using this side for this site for private conversations. Sign up and find my profile, Lisa Three, and we'll be able to have a talk there. Kisses, Lisa." I respond. I'm really going to need an answer about Baby Yoda before we continue with this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I'm online now. I'm waiting for you. Let's have a sexy talk. Smiley face. This is my chat page. And again, it's just a link. But this time the words for the link are secure chat, which really upped the level of... uh, privacy and security i thought i mean this this is this is this is gonna work this time so i respond i was excited at this point i was working and every time my phone dinged i'm like oh please be an email from lisa 
<laughs> like, all right, next one. <laughs> so I responded, Lisa, my dear, I fear that you're not understanding my issue here. You see, I've been hurt before, many times. I tend to trust too easily that the person I'm falling in love with shares my personal beliefs only to find out that they are a Jar Jar Binks fan. I'm telling you, heartbreak city. It felt like being frozen in carbonite, just unable to function for a couple years, and then I wake up blind for a while. You know what I mean? I'm willing to come talk to you in your secure chat, but before I let my heart get excited, before I start spending my six-figure salary on buying you many, many wonderful gifts, I really, really have to know. Baby Yoda or Ewoks? Paul. <clears throat> so the next one, Paul... I made several sexy photos for you today. Come find me here. So I'm thinking maybe this is all automated. Yeah. Because she's not responding to anything specific. Right. So I go all out with one more. All right, gum in my mouth and it's tripping me up. Pardon me. Okay. So I go all out with one more. I say, Lisa, what are we doing here? You and me, we're from two different worlds. It's like we're Padme and Attican. Anakin. Attican. Anakin. I'm a democracy-loving, brave-hearted girl who loves to dress with flair, and you, the long-haired, brooding, youngling murderer. It'll never work. I don't want to die in childbirth while your best friend kicks you into a stream of lava from the high ground. You say you love me, and I know. But I think it would be best if we instead live like Ray and Finn and keep our feelings on the inside. Besides, I'm currently on probation. I see three POs every week at the local court building, and I assume you are too, because of the illegal virus website stuff. Travel would be impossible. I know this hurts, and I'm sorry. I'd send you an edible arrangement, but my Aunt BB ate one last week, and it gave her the squirts. I wouldn't want to do that to you. There is only one way that I would reconsider. Email me back with the words Baby Yoda in your reply somewhere, anywhere, and I will let you join me. And together, we can rule the galaxy as husband and wife. Longingly, Padme. <laughs> so, at this point, I'm expecting it to just get another random response. Sure. But I get a little more uh, evidence that this is a real person. Not Lisa, a real person. Probably some dude running this website scam. But the reply is... Please contact me on the site. Stop emailing me. And there's no link. Like all the other ones have had like a link in the words. This is just a, this seems to be a response. I'm like, okay, there's somebody here. Yeah. I'm going to make their life heck for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I respond, I'm sorry. If you want to talk to me, then call me the Mandalorian, baby, because this is the way. Maybe we can talk in code so your boyfriend won't know what we're talking about. You say Baby Yoda, and I'll know that means we have to chat on your website. If you don't say Baby Yoda, I won't click on the link. So at this point, my goal is just to get this person to say Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Paul, have you gone to this website yet with the link? What's your nickname there? I have something to show you. So we're back to the canned responses. Uh -huh. Yeah. I said, my nickname is Baby Yoda. Can you repeat my nickname back to me so I know you can type it out correctly? And this, finally, and all of these, like I said, one right after the other, over the course of a couple hours. Then they stop. 
I don't get a reply. They've given up on you, Matt. They've given up. Two hours later, finally, I get a, I was waiting for you in video chat. Did you forget? And so this then begins to imply to me, okay, maybe this is actually a real girl and this is just her method of spamming people because this implies that she did go and work on whatever website for a couple hours and then came back. Or it might just be part of the, the dance. I don't know. I reply, no, I didn't forget. I was waiting on you to email me the words Baby Yoda so I know it's safe, per the secret code we agreed on. Send me an email that says Baby Yoda and I'll click on any link you want. She replies, I don't use this email for chatting. Please contact me at the website I sent. I'm like, come on. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep emailing you over and over again until you say Baby Yoda. I have become obsessed with this now. If you really want to make me happy, reply Baby Yoda and I will stop emailing. Sincerely, say Baby Yoda. She replies, P.S. My name is Lisa3 over there waiting for you. I'm like, come on. I know there's a real person there. I know it. I said, reply Baby Yoda and I'll come visit. No response. Ten hours. The next morning, I sent her another email. Lisa, <laughs> say Baby Yoda and I'll stop emailing. Hey, back. Are you interested in a discreet affair? Oh I saw goodness. you on that hookup website. It's the first email again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm back to square one here. And so I'm like, do I keep going? Do I keep trying? I was going to give up. I'm like, I'll do one more. I am not interested in anything except you saying Baby Yoda. I will set up a spam email system of my own to flood your inbox with demands for you to say Baby Yoda until you simply have to do as I ask or delete your email account altogether. What will your boyfriend think then? (laughs) No response for seven hours. And then finally, I reply again. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I say, ready to say Baby Yoda? You can learn more at this site. And I send a link. And the link goes to (laughs) (laughs) DisneyPlus.com. Another five hours go by. I think it's over. And then I finally get an email. Baby Yoda, stop emailing me. What? (laughs) (laughs) I did reply one more time. Seriously? And I said, this is the way. And that was the end of the saga. Had I not gotten her to say it, or whoever it was, I wouldn't have even shared this whole thing because it had to be that way. I'm so excited. I jumped for joy. I squealed. (laughs) It was great. It was so good. I'm just, I'm really (laughs) impressed with your, my Aunt BB eight. I and see I three see three POs. POs. <laughs> that was that was creative. <laughs> you said I see three POs, and I'm like, wait a minute, I see where he's going. <laughs> and then my aunt BB ate. No way. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. I forgot how fun it was. Like I said, that last one, that was over a year ago. Yeah. The last one. So I think I'm going to start checking in my spam folder every now and then and just seeing where I can take things. Oh my goodness. Because it's an adventure. It's an adventure. <laughs> see where the email takes you. Maybe once a month. I'll just try this out. Let's see. <laughs>
<laughs> Maybe right. I need to go check my emails and just forward you anything I have with potential. <laughs> Here you go, Matt. Have fun. <laughs> this looks fun. Oh, man. All right. Coming up next is All Sin Equal. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. So we're gonna we be need music. I'm sorry. Music? Oh, there's like, music. There's music. You just don't hear. It. No, but like, like, <laughs> I think I'm on a Star Wars kick now because of last hour, and so I want to hear like lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have you been watching The Mandalorian? So we turned it on, and the kids are like super duper into it. Chris yeah. loves it. Yeah. I just can't get into it. You can't get into it. How I many have you seen can't. of the eight? There's Three. only eight. You seen three? Yeah. Okay. See, I I saw three and then I stopped. Yeah. And I didn't do I didn't watch any of them again until after all of them had come out. Yeah. But then once I picked it back up, I'm like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Especially once you get to that last episode. The last episode is phenomenal. Starts with the funniest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars, with two stormtroopers just kind of waiting. <laughs> to for orders and they it's one of them is Jason Sudeikis uh, from formerly from SNL uh, I don't know who the other guy was but it was just the funniest thing yeah uh, riffing on all the Star Wars gimmicks including at one point they're both just silent and there's a can of something sitting in the corner and they both just pull out their blasters and they're trying to shoot it and they can't <laughs> it's great it's so good I won't spoil anything else but you should give it a try. Try and try and finish the series out. It's not that long. You only got five more episodes. Whatever. The new movie's really good. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, yeah, and it's, I, it's really killing good. me. It's I really so want to see it. It's so good. The nerds are divided, Bubba says. Bubba says the nerds that's, are divided on Star Wars. That's what I've movie. heard. Yeah. That so like. Uh, we are so not on our topic. No, it's all right. We got a little time. Um, we, over Christmas break, and we do this every year for some reason. I don't know why. But over Christmas break, it seems to be our thing to go to the theater and watch whatever movies are there. Mm. So we've seen Cats. Like multiple times. Yeah. 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 We've seen Cats, and we've seen Jumanji 2, and every movie that's been here in our tiny little theater, we've all seen it. Yeah. Either divided or together, whatever. But as we were in the theater to see, I think it was Jumanji too. there was a couple, two couples actually, who were talking about Star Wars. One of them was getting ready to go see the movie, and the other one was like, I can't believe you're going to spend your money to go see it, blah, blah, blah. Haven't you read the reviews, this and that? And the guy's like, well, this is actually our second time seeing it. I really loved it. I can understand why everybody is divided and why some people really hate it, but... They did a really good job with what they had, speaking about the directors and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but And it goes into this big, long conversation and debate about whether or not this movie is up to par and, <laughs> and on the standard of all the other Star Wars movies. And in my head, I'm thinking, hasn't this been the big debate for like the past several movies? Because... Yeah, every movie. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You know, five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven, right? Those were the first three. 
technically five, six, and seven. No, four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. There, there we go. Those are like the movies. Yeah. And then anything that came after that, real Star Wars fans are like, this is garbage. It, Including the remastered versions of the original ones. Yeah. Where Lucas added a couple things and changed a couple things. Right. Like, no, this is garbage. Ruined the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know why so many people are so surprised that it's still the same with this movie. I'm, like, were you expecting everybody to be like... This movie was supposed to fix... All nine movies yeah. of disappointment. Uh, apparently so. I don't. I don't know. But I loved it. What was funny was my boys had went. You know, Topher's birthday was December twentieth, and for his birthday, Cannon bought him tickets for the two of them mm. to go see it together. Um, so the boys had already seen it, and then we all went as a family and with our friends to go see it, and so. Topher was sitting directly to my left, and Chris is on my right, Mila's on the other side of Chris, and every time that anything big was about to happen, we knew it, because Topher kind of does this little lean forward and turns his head. (laughs) (laughs) To see reactions. To make sure that we're watching, we're paying attention, and then watches our reaction to the big event. And so, you know, after like three times of this happening, I finally catch on to what he's doing. Okay, something's about to happen. I need to pay attention. And so I I made it really big when the event happened. And I, (gasps) oh my gosh! Which totally embarrassed him. He couldn't believe that I did that in the middle of the theater, but whatever. It was oh, fun. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I used to do that with Deidre. Like, whenever I was introducing her to stuff that yeah. you know, I love that she'd never seen before, she said, I'm going to stop watching things with you if you can't stop staring at me yeah. for my reactions. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just watch it? There was a time. Where if she noticed it, she would just like hold up a book or something in front of her <laughs> face, so she could, so I couldn't see her. Yeah, because it's hard not to do that when yeah. you know something that they don't. You want to see, like you know how you reacted. You want to see how everybody else reacted. Uh, there's a there's a channel on YouTube or a few channels on YouTube where it's not even like face facial feature reactions. It's like people take a tape recorder in their pocket into big movies. Yeah. And it's just recording, like, the audience sound reactions to things. And so they'll play the clips of the movie and the sound reactions. I sat there and watched 30 minutes of uh, Avengers Endgame reactions just to hear everybody... Uh, all the screams and the yeah, and then the crying at the end with Tony. <laughs> you could hear like literal tears of people. I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting. So it's been a long time <laughs> since I've had that. Yeah. Where like you can hear yeah. audible reaction. Even in Star Wars, there there was a couple. There was one older guy behind us at a couple parts who would laugh. Yeah. But that's really all that it was. Well, I think I think it's got to be the, like the premiere, like the first. Well, night. okay. So, a group of ladies and I, we had a mom's night out, and we went and saw Little Women. Of all movies, <laughs> of all movies, there were multiple audible reactions. Like, really, it was hilarious, hilarious. Total spoiler alerts. If you haven't read the book, if you didn't see the movie, just plug your ears for a little bit. But when Lori asks uh, Joe to marry him, Mm -hmm. and she says no. There was a lady, like, you know, way down in the front. What? (laughs) Oh, 
oh my what is she thinking i thought she left him and like the whole i'm with a group of eight and we all like it, we took a breath, we gasped, and then we all just died laughing. So this is the, like, the one lady that's never seen the movie. And never read the books. Nothing. Nothing. And then towards the end, when, after Amy and Lori get married, and Lori asks Joe, can we still be friends? A couple of the ladies that I was with, in sync with each other, without skipping a beat, can we still be friends, Joe? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not gonna happen. And I just like it has been so long since I've been in a movie where those kind of reactions, yeah. you know, I you could hear the crying, you could hear the, and I, I in my head I'm thinking I am literally the only person in this entire theater. It was pretty packed. I am the only person in this entire theater that has read this stupid book. I know what's happening, and all these people around me have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, but it was one of those, I can't believe this is happening to little women right now. Like, in all the movies that I've seen in the last week, <laughs> Little Women is the one that's been the most entertaining wow. by far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our main topic for today, uh, diving a little deeper into something, uh, we are going to be talking about the idea that sin is sin. Uh, all sin is the same in the eyes of God. Now, this is not a, you know, a rare belief. Uh, I was taught this uh, both in the Catholic Church and in the Baptist Church at some different point. Mm-hmm. That that uh, all sin is equal. It's just... Basically, the way it was explained to me was that God doesn't look down and see, oh, he did this and he did this and he did that. He looks down and he basically just sees, you know, a, a, a running count. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 four sins. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's how it was explained to me, and that's how I kind of understood it for a long time, and that's kind of what I believed. So you sent this article. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where you stand on this topic because uh, we have not pre-discussed it. Um, but there seems to be some evidence for, some evidence against. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it's presented in this article, which is from uh, equip.org, um, I tend to agree that with the the author of the article that all sins are not the same mm-hmm. in God's eyes. But what are your initial thoughts? Like, what were you taught? So, I, it wasn't until I became an adult that I really started the whole sins are not the same, sins are not equal. Um, or, yeah, that that was kind of went out the window for me, that... You know, you see that image where it's like our view of sin and it's like buildings and they're different heights. Yeah. You know, so you can see the tall skyscrapers or the little houses or whatever. That's our view of sin because we're looking at it from the front end. Right. Whereas it's an aerial view of God's sin looking down on it and it's all. That's a good, that's a good illustration. It's all that level and equal, you know? Yeah. And so for me, when I very first saw that, I was like, oh, mind blown. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> and I, I think I was 18 or 19 when I had the first person in my life tell me, you know, your sin is not less than my sin. God looks at your sin and sees your sin, and he looks at my sin and sees my sin. He doesn't judge you more than he judges me and vice versa. And it's because I was 
pretty much condemning her for some choices that she was making in her life. And she flipped the script on me and said, you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, by far, you're not walking the perfect Christian life. So why are you judging me? So in that moment, it really took a big turn for me. I grew up thinking that sin was different. I grew up thinking that, you know, to be sure, God didn't judge me the same way that he judged Adolf Hitler. I mean, I'm not a murderer. You know, just because I tell a couple white lies, no, he's going to judge Hitler far worse than he's going to judge little old Megan Oaks. Sorry. He just is. But the older that I've become, the more I've really begun to think and, and believe that sin is equal in God's eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're coming at this from opposite sides. We are. All right, this is going to be fun. <laughs> from what, from what I, with with that example you said with the person that you were talking to, the girl you were talking to, I envisioned in my mind, uh, yeah, I might be cheating on my husband, but you stole five dollars out of your mom's purse last month, so we're the same. <laughs> That's what I'm here. <laughs> Considering neither of us were married at eighteen. I don't know. <laughs> That's just the thought, the comparison I'm thinking. All right, so yeah, okay, this is interesting. We rarely do this. I We're know. rarely on the opposite end. Okay, yeah. so uh, that being the case, since this article was more on on the side that I'm landing on, mm-hmm. I'm not going to use it as much because I feel like that's a bit unfair in this discussion. But <laughs> I believe that the the all sin is equal thing came about out of some real truth. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's kind of the, the... I feel like it is a misinterpretation of the real truth. Like a natural progression of this is how we got here. Started with the kernel of truth and then it kind of veered off. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I think. Because there are some elements of this that are obviously true. All sin does separate us from God equally, mm-hmm. little or big, because it's the sin itself that, uh, you know, the wages of sin is death, and that's right. all sin. Uh, so in that, in that manner, when it comes to the consequences of sin, it's all equal. And so I get that, and that's true. Uh, and that's clearly laid out in Scripture consequences of sin and sin is a constant we're born into sin pretty much uh we learn to be selfish as children that immediately uh, manifests itself even if you believe that you don't really get charged with sin when you're a kid which that's another giant Mm -hmm. topic for for another day um but where i think it veers off is thinking that god doesn't react to specific things in a more angry manner, I guess, in the Bible. Okay. I feel like, I mean, even even starting with the Old Testament, where he laid out punishments for specific offenses, many of these punishments were worse than the other. Mm-hmm. And so while the consequences ultimately spiritually of sin is death and separation from God, he laid out specific uh, punishments and consequences here on earth that we were supposed to enforce. And so some of them required you to be put to death. Some of them 
required you to be whipped or stoned, but not necessarily to death. Mm -hmm. Some of them just required you to uh, live up to some obligation that uh, because of your sin, you have put yourself in. You know, it's it's the 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 consequences, the punishments aren't equal by far, by far range. And so in my mind, that tells me, well, that means these sins aren't necessarily in the same category because some of them require immediate death. Some of them just pain. Some of them just, you know, legal consequences. What are your thoughts on that? I'll stop there and let you. That was not the, a good stopping point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. My, so head, is, my head is turning. I'm, okay. I, to be honest, I'm trying to remember those sins that required death. I'm trying to remember the sins that required stoning. So, And then I'm trying to figure out if I can rationalize, well, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So just stick with me because I I told you you. my head is going in a million places. Jesus was the ultimate (laughs) sacrifice. So now does God look at those sins differently? But God doesn't change. God is the never changing. So could he even possibly look at sins differently than what he Mm. wants to see? So I'm telling you, my head is spinning right now. Okay. I don't know where I'm But I kind of I kind of see where you're going though. Uh, <laughs> you told me to speak, I spoke. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. I realize it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I get be- I get bits and pieces. I'm getting there. Um, so there is an example here that I wanted to point out. Okay. Uh, and that is taking into account the size of sin. Uh, there's there's an instance in Matthew 23 where Jesus says, Woe to you, teachers of the laws and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former, you blind guides. You strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. And so the, what they write here is that Jesus himself, the moral and inte- intellectual exemplar of Christians, rejects the claim that no sin is worse than any other. There are matters that are more important, morally speaking, than others. For example, justice, mercy, and faithfulness are more important than giving a tenth of one's spices. Jesus' criticism of the Pharisees in this passage centers on the fact that they focused on the lesser matters of the law while neglecting the more important. It is clear that Jesus does not hold that all sins are equal because his teachings are directly contradicting this view. And so what I guess I'm seeing from that is that the correlation that they're trying to make is that because there are greater deeds, more important things, that there must be, that neglecting the more important things must be a bigger deal than neglecting the little things, the littler things. So I, I can see the argument. Right. I totally, yeah. I can see the argument in it. But my counter argument would be God is always more concerned with our heart and the way that we show love than he is anything else. So to me, like I see the argument, but it's kind of null and void for me because they're their their argument is between a person's heart and a person's character and the way that a person lives as opposed to 
whether or not that person's paying tithes. Okay. Um, then to counteract that, in the same guise of, of putting a, a, a moral standpoint higher than other things, we have the point where Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. And he says, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm-hmm. soul, and mind. And the second is like that, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. They were expecting him to say one of the commandments from the Old Testament, which mm-hmm. one is the greatest. Right. And he doesn't list those. And thus he puts these acts of loving God and loving your neighbor above the consistent Ten Commandments that even to this day we we base a lot of our laws and, and uh, actions on. Right. But again, wouldn't that put a level of if you're not doing that, that's worse than so not for abiding me, by the Ten Commandments? You know, there are thousands of commandments. Yeah, there, I mean, there were more than ten, for sure. Right. Um, but it, <clears throat> for whatever reason, we just uh, kind of... Uh, solely focus on those Ten Commandments. It's because they were written concisely. That's why. (laughs) But if you break those Ten Commandments down and you truly look at those Ten Commandments, you can put them into two categories. One, loving God, and two, loving your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from them. You're not going to lie about them or lie to them. You're not going to um, commit adultery with them or on them. If you love God, you're not going to put any other gods before him. He's going to be the one who who reigns solely in your life. So for me, I can take those Ten Commandments and basically split them down the middle and say, okay, these are the few that fall under loving God, and these are the few that fall under loving my neighbor. Okay, so you're saying that it's not that he put those two above, it's that those two are all the commandments. Yes. Okay, I get you. Okay, okay, okay. Good response. The last thing that I would have then. Okay. Is the idea of the speck versus the plank. Got it. Mm-hmm. And that is where Jesus says, why do you try and pick out a speck from your brother's eye when you have a plank sticking out of your own? Right. I would assume in in my reading of that, and I've always assumed this and never really correlated it with the sin is sin thing, even though I believe that for many years, that this is implying, why would you pick at something little that your friend is doing mm-hmm. when you're over here doing all this, mm-hmm. this giant sin in your life? Mm-hmm. And I know the main point of that is don't be a hypocrite. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it does imply... There are levels of sin. Yeah. So I think that argument may be the best one yet. That may be one that I could get behind. Every time I've heard the verse, though, I've just always read it as... Typically, when in this situation, in this scenario, why are you pointing out the speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own? Typically, when you're pointing out something even in a friend's life or, you know, whatever, you're picking out one thing that they're doing wrong. Yeah. Whereas you have a a life accumulated of sin. And so for me, that's kind of how I've visualized it when I read it. I'm picking out... So you're saying you're you're picking out one thing, but you know all the crap that you've done. Exactly. Kind of thing. Exactly. Focus on that one little thing. Right. Yeah, okay. I can see that as 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 a decent interpretation of that. Um... I just know, like, instances where 
and I'm going to come at it from both sides in this. There's instances where, like, when Jesus says, you know, anyone who harms the children, mm-hmm. you know, it's better that there's a millstone tied around their neck and they're thrown into the ocean. Right. Where he specifically pointed out specific sins that seem just horrible. Mm-hmm. Hurting children, I think, definitely one of the top awful things that us as humans view. Like, mm-hmm. even, even murderers in prison... If they find out that there's another prisoner there that hurt a child, they'll right. kill that person. Yeah. Because that's it's just one of the most awful things you can do. Yeah. And Jesus pointed that out. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, I can't say definitively that that's him saying, yeah, this is one of the big ones. Don't do this one. Mm-hmm. There are other sins that aren't as bad as this. Right. Because he's not specifically saying that in Scripture. But... That's how I read it coming from that angle, because that's how I would feel, and that's how most of us would feel. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's awful. That's the worst thing. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, and so, again, that I would have to be reading that into his motivation and the way he's explaining it for that to be the case. So mm-hmm. I see that already, um, that that can't be a great argument on, on my side. But... The, the accumulation of stuff like that where it seems like he's in many, many different instances putting a specific qualifier on certain things mm-hmm. just has me leaning in that direction. And again, I know I'm not presenting anything for you to argue against. I'm just kind of giving my thoughts of, mm-hmm. of how I'm getting into that area. Um the idea that we talked about where sin is sin in that it, all the consequences are the same. Is it, it sin is death, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. So in that instance, with the joking uh, thing I gave of, yeah, I cheat on my husband, but you stole $5 out of your mom's purse. Yeah. To us, obviously, that seems clearly one of them is way worse than the other. But again, the consequences are going to be the same, both of those qualify you for death at the end of life and so i can understand why that uh idea is so prevalent and i can understand why many people would still believe in that uh vein uh so again i'm gonna say there are quite a lot of good arguments for yeah your side as well uh and i'm not definitely saying here that i'm absolutely right but um with the idea of like we're having we're going to have to give an account you know that's that's mm-hmm. the thing at the end end of our life is that you know they say we're going to have to give an account for all of our deeds all the good and all the bad that we've done in our life mm-hmm. that's kind of i don't know exact i don't remember the verse but that is in scripture i believe <laughs> i say that now but so, that, I feel like it is, isn't it's it? It's funny that you say that because it's one of those things for like the past two months maybe that I've really been like, wait, is that actually biblical? Maybe that's another topic that we should have one day. Is that actually because I've been taught it my entire life. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Uh, oh, no, it's two things. All right, so I have one that says that we're going to give an account of every word that we speak on the day of judgment, and that's in King's Jam- King James. It won't show me the verse. 
Uh, but Romans fourteen twelve it says so. Then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Uh, when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. So yeah, this is implying at the end. Uh, therefore, stop judging one another. Another. Um, Roman. That's Romans fourteen twelve. If I didn't say that. So, I mean, I get with that idea. Uh, that's enough for me to believe what I'm talking about. It makes sense. <laughs> that idea implies that at the end of our life, we're not just going to see a chalkboard with, you know, tally marks, tally marks of yeah. all the sins that we're actually going to have to relive all the things that we did. And some of those are going to make us say, ah, I should have done that. And some of those are going to make us weep uncontrollably and right. gnash our teeth. Yeah. And... I guess my idea was, why would we do that? If all sin was the same, why wouldn't we just feel that condemnation and then that release? Um, but again, that's nothing for you to to debate against because that's just my thoughts. That's not a scriptural thing. I can't say, you know, why or not. And I don't think that that, uh, that proves one way or the other. Uh, whether God sees sin as tally marks or if he sees them as specific events with varying levels of uh, seriousness Mm -hmm. to it. So I don't really know where we go from here (laughs) when it comes to debating this. Uh, Because honestly, I wasn't ready for a debate because we agree on so much. I really didn't think that that we would be different on this. So in my... And it's not... Okay. We're going to go back for just a minute to okay. the the funny... Um, Fake argument. Thank you. <laughs> about cheating on your husband or stealing $5 from your mom's purse. And to me, when I hear that, like, sure. To anybody else, it's like, pff, cheating on your husband is way worse. $5 from your mom's purse? Come on. She's not even going to miss that. But to me, when I take a step back and I think of it from God's perspective, what I would like to think is God's perspective... You know, we're all God's creation, and an offense against God's creation is hurtful to him. It's painful. And both are offensive. I am stealing from my mom, or I'm cheating on my husband. In the end, both victims are going to be hurt to some varying degree, to Mm -hmm. some level. And so looking at it from a, a loving father perspective... To see either one of his children or his creation hurting and offended against in any way, to me, that that kind of makes me feel like both are despicable to him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In In equal value, both break his heart. Both make him hurt and I don't know. So for me, that's where I stand. That's where looking at it from well, five, taking $5 from my mom's purse is just as bad as cheating on my husband. I am being, I am offending, I am hurting one of God's creation. Okay, okay. I Do you know what I mean? Going. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's the, it's the impact of the sin that really kind of... If you're if you're sinning against someone else, that's the main sin. It's right. that it's against against someone or against mm-hmm. God. Right. And that's the true sin, not necessarily the act itself that is being viewed. It's that, that you're you're inflicting harm or hurt or whatever mm-hmm. on someone or on God or both. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of get what you're saying. That's kind of where I'm. Yeah. I'm leaning. That's not. That's not. A, that's not. A, that's not a bad uh, example. Not a bad it, explanation of that. It's where I'm landing. <laughs> so, but I also, and I think this is what frustrates me. A lot of times, Matt, when I send you links, I send them to you because I'm frustrated by them, <laughs> and I want to be able to discuss them. So I typically don't send you links that I'm like, hey, this is awesome. <laughs> we should discuss how happy this makes me. <laughs> um, so I, where when I see things like this, to me, it is putting up a barrier and a wall for people who are young in their faith, who are not walking in faith. If you were to hear that your sins are measured on a scale by God, would that be a turn on or a turn off from coming to Christ? I see what you're saying, but I view it the opposite way. Really? Because I think, number one, most of us, once we come to the conclusion that, you know, we have sin, mm-hmm. even before we come to Christ, once we come to the conclusion that, yeah, we're messed up people because we've done X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. I believe that the idea that if I did something so terrible, like I think that nobody could forgive me, mm-hmm. like it's it's got to be in the top tier of sins, to hear that God who may see the sins at different levels of seriousness or, or, or uh, whatever, says that my grace can cover all of those, can cover the smallest thing to the biggest thing that you've done. I feel like that that gives it a little bit more of a draw. Okay. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, but again, it's the mindset. And I think that a lot of people would think it that way. And I think some people would think it my direction. Yeah. And I don't know if, if mine is just colored by the fact that, you know, I was already a, a Christian before I committed what I consider my biggest sins. Right. Uh, and so I knew I had that grace in my corner and that I was able to come back and surrender and, and drop that. Uh, that's, that's possible. That's yeah. possible that it's uh, coloring that. But I, I do feel like that. Some people who who might think coming into this that, oh, God sees all sin as equal, either themselves will say, well, that's impossible and just walk away. Or they'll think of someone that really hurt them and did something to them that was awful and think, you're telling me that I am in the same level as that person? Okay. What kind of God would put me in that level? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I guess it would be the opposite at that point. Someone yeah. who doesn't see themselves as doing so bad versus, you know, maybe someone who, uh, you know, we have the, the, I don't want to get into the whole, never mind. Skip that part. I don't want to get into uh, terrible things that people do. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. People that have hurt someone really badly when they were young or something like mm-hmm. that and saying that how can we be seen as the same uh when it comes to what we've done, what we've sinned. So I, and again, it's so difficult to pin this down mm-hmm. because of that grace line. Because that grace line, once we cross that line, at that point, yeah, all sin is the same. Yeah. Forgiven. Yeah. It's all forgiven. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so it's <laughs> it's difficult to tell. Does that extend before the grace line or just after it? Right. Um, so, I mean, this isn't really a debate because it's really just us trying to to justify our own positions and not really cram down the other person. Um, so I don't want to declare, like, I'm more right and you're, more <laughs> and you're less right or anything like that. But I am interested in knowing what other people think. Yeah. Because I, like, I feel like this isn't a big debate because I don't really hear anybody debating this. Other than this equip article. Other than this one article that you sent me. <laughs> but I feel like it probably would be once people really start thinking about it. Because yeah. I, do, I do feel like it is genuine, generally considered true that all sin is sin. Yeah. And that it's all equal. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't feel like I've really heard the opposite all that often. See, and it's so life. funny because like if you just generally say... All sin is equal. Yes, we all agree. All sin is equal, just like you said, because all sin is forgiven. Yeah. And I think that's where so many of us have just stopped. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. All sin is equal. Yeah, and that. Yeah, Without that's what I thought. Without taking a step forward and to say, okay, but. Right. That's what I was thinking. Is that it starts with something that is true. Yeah. But has it extended beyond reality? Mm-hmm. Because we took the conclusion and then we built the the mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, right? And then it's the so thought. hard. Yeah. It's so hard. For, uh, this may be one of those instances where we're not supposed to know the answer. Yeah, that's true. And we may not know the answer because, from our human standpoint, to look at someone's sin, it would be really easy to say, "Well, that sin is bigger than my sin because this they did this." Whereas God knows the beginning and the end and everything in between. He knows the reasons and the whys and that whereabouts and how it all happened. And for me, as a sinner, that brings a great amount of comfort to me. Because I know that he's not going to just say, you wronged this person that one time. Mm. He's going to say, you wronged this person. This is why. This is what led up to it. This is what happened. And that's going to be the full judgment on that sin. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? I never really thought about that. Everything that yeah. has... With the account, it's it's likely going to be like the full account. Yes. Of yes. what led to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I thought make, about that before. And yeah. it's because I'm just such a stupid, <laughs> seriously analytical person that I take every single thing and break it down. And I'm like, okay, well, I did this. And it was wrong, and I need to be held accountable for it. But I can see why I did it. I can mm. look back at my past hurts or look back at things that have happened in my life, generational mistakes that have happened in my life, things that I was taught, and I can kind of say, okay, that's why. Now I need to go back and fix that right. so that I don't do it again. So it doesn't come out. Yeah, which is the whole recovery aspect of right. journaling and yeah. inventory and, and that, yeah. So for me, I feel like when I when I think about what that judgment is going to look like, that's what it's going to look like for me. It's going to be awful and it's going to be painful and it, you know, I just feel like my insides coming out of me. That's what you know, <laughs> like when you have this uncontrollable sickness that you just can't stop vomiting. I feel like that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> the worst pain imaginable. <gasps> you know. <gasps> 
But at the same time, it's all going to be clear. It's all going to make sense. And in the end, I feel like God is going to come at it from a very gracious standpoint because that's his character. That's who he is. And he's going to say, you did this and there's an account for it. But I love you. (laughs) I like that. Uh, we will end with that. I'll let you have the final word in there. And uh, but this I do. This is why it's my favorite time to record because I always get the final word. I do want to know what you guys think, though. Uh, yeah. If you're hearing this, uh, send, send us uh, send us a message, or we'll we'll probably post this online and uh, in our group and see if we can get. Some, well, we'll give them an opportunity to be serious and debate on one post. I hope that, that I, like I hope that we've made everybody go. Wait a minute. I don't know where I stand. Because <laughs> I feel like that's how we're leaving today. Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like it's something that we people don't really think about yeah. until they think about it. Yeah. And then they can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and misery loves company, so join our misery. <laughs> All right, a bit of a radio update before we close out this segment. Um, haven't been posting new music uh, for this this Christmas break. Took took a break from that, mainly because not a whole lot of new music drops over this period anyway. Um, but it has been kicking back up, and we got a few in the back burner that we need to bring back, and uh, a few indie submissions as well that uh, we'll be adding today at some point. Uh, so don't know what those are just yet, um, but we will give you an update of those next Monday. But... Uh, the big update for the radio station, aside from our our kind of rebranding here, is our new Friday morning show. Uh, for for the bulk of the first year, more than the first year, our Friday show was brought to you by Donnie and Jordan from You're My Friend and I Trust You. And uh, a couple months ago, because of changes in their lives and one of them moving, they decided they can't really handle a weekly schedule anymore. Uh, in fact, I think they've only made two more podcasts since they stopped being on our channel. Um, but we loved our time with them. They were fantastic, very entertaining. They were the Seinfeld of podcasts. And you can still find them over at Podbean or most podcast places. You're my friend and I trust you. Check it out. But we have been, since that day, working on a new show to take over for Fridays. And we've been working with our friends at Love Thy Nerd, which we have interacted with a lot. Uh, Hector Mira is from Love Thy Nerd, and he brings us that critical hit devotional Mm -hmm. every week. Uh, Does a fantastic job for that. But when this opportunity came along, I realized this could be really neat if we do more Love Thy Nerd stuff on the channel. And initially my thought was, hey, let's just do what we were doing with You're My Friend and I Trust You. And they recorded a podcast. I took it, broke it up into segments, and made it a morning show. I said, let's do that with one of Love Thy Nerds podcasts. They have one called the Free Play Podcast, which I was on at one point a couple years ago, which is really good. Uh, So I contacted Bubba Stalkup and said, hey, what do we do that? And he's one of the hosts of that podcast. And Bubba immediately replied, why don't we just do a show? for Back Row Radio. And I nearly wet myself reading that. (laughs) 
Like, yes, please. Let's make this happen. So Anything he's been, where Matt doesn't right. have to do more work. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. He edits everything, too. It's nice. He just sends me the finished stuff, and I get to put it up. Um, but, yeah, he's, so he's been, he's been working. He's been, he uh, was looking for a co-host, looking for kind of a, a name and a, an idea. And the idea was most of their podcast over Love Thy Nerd are heavily nerd-focused. I mean, they are a Christian organization. They're reaching out to, to the nerd community, fandoms, and all that. Um, but most of their podcasts are focused on a specific area of nerd culture. Uh, free play is typically focused on uh, board games and video games. Uh, they have one called Humans of Gaming, where that's more interview-based. They have one called The Pull List, that's more comic book-based. But still, most of it is about those genres with a little bit of faith you know, connections sprinkled in. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly like reviews and ideas and stuff like that. Um, He wanted this show to kind of reach out a little bit more into the faith aspect, which is something that they've been wanting to do with a podcast for a while, but haven't really figured out how where that would come from. Yeah. And so he said, this could be the perfect uh, connection here. And so that's why they settled on the name Church Nerds. In the first segment of their first show that aired last Friday, they gave they established their church cred and their nerd cred, and so the idea is mixing these two together, focused from faith viewpoints in everything, and so their first their first show last Friday, which you can catch on on both the podcast feeds, the full show is games that Christians should play. And so they talked about Sunday School Answers. They talked about a, a bunch of other games that are good. You know, not just Bible versions of games. Right, Bible life. Yeah, Bi- <laughs> Bible apples apples, you know, these kind of things. It's Bibleopoly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was, it's, a really, it's really informative, really fun. Bubba Cho uh, eventually settled on having his wife be the co-host. Her name's Anna. Um and they're really good. They 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 are fantastic. They made me want to up our game here on the show. They did oh, so good in their first couple episodes. <laughs> uh, second one is coming out this Friday. Um, but like I said, go go catch that first one, uh, and then gear up for the second one. We're excited to have them on the channel. They're excited to be doing it. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Even if you're not super nerdy, like one of the big one of the big things they did in the first episode, which I think was great, was that the second segment was really focused on parents who might not have any idea about certain things that their kids are playing. Hmm. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is Pokemon. You know, there are a lot of parents that have no idea what really Pokemon is. Is that yeah. is it safe? They talk about evolution a lot. Is that <laughs> I mean, is that a problem? You know, and, and so they're 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 encouraging in different ways on how to get more involved with your kids who are into games and video games and stuff like that. Uh, without having to go full nerd core yourself, but having enough to where you're in your kid's life. Yeah. And you can show them that What's important to them is important to you. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So it's really good. It's re- I can't I can't tell you how excited I am uh, that they're on here. Uh, fantastic show, killer uh, intro theme song. Yeah, which made me jealous. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Thou so, shalt not covet thy brother's <laughs> podcast. I can't help it. Can't help it. <laughs> uh, they're just so dang good over there. They got they got money. They got everything. No. <laughs> 
they have more money than we do. I mean, they get to get paid a little, but but no, it's it's still it's it's so fantastic that they're How on the I channel. I like it to be on church nerds instead of <laughs> they get paid over there. What? Uh, <laughs> they're not doing this for free. <sighs> well, I think it's mostly for free. I think mostly the money they get is for their ministry, but uh, which is what's happening over here. We just need a lot more of it to get into a comfortable position. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll heckle you for donations later. Coming up next, we're going to share something that we love. Mm, we'll be back in just a few with more of the morning sh- morning side hug right here on Back Row Radio. We don't even know I what channel yelling. we're on. <laughs> oh, bye. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love. And we already talked about it a little bit on the show today. I'm going to say The Mandalorian is something that I love. And here's why. I am not... I mean, I like I like Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars. I'm not a bit... I don't geek out over Star Wars like most or a lot of people do. I was always the Star Trek side, you mm-hmm. know. That was that was me growing up. I had Star Trek posters. I went and saw all those movies. I have seen all the the shows multiple times except for DS9 cuz it sucks. Uh, <laughs> but I was never a huge Star Wars guy until midway through watching The Mandalorian. And I was only watching The Mandalorian because we had Disney+. Plus. Had we not had Disney+, Plus, I probably never would have seeked it out or cared that I missed it. But this show has changed my mindset about Star Wars TV to the point where I might go back and watch some of those animated shows. The Clone Wars mm-hmm. show and, and uh, Rebels and stuff like that that people have been gushing about for the last few years. And I'm like, who cares? It's Star Wars. Give me the main movies. We'll be fine. I liked Rogue One. Solo was all right. But, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's been enough to pull me in. And I really didn't expect it to be great. I thought, okay, I don't care about Boba Fett. I don't care about whatever he is. And I thought it was going to be about Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode, read a little bit online. I'm like, they said, you know, this was set after Return of the Jedi. Well, he's dead. Right. So that can't be Boba Fett. So, who knows? It's it's weird. It's like a, almost like a Star Wars Western in a way. And I think that's why... Keep going. This, is, this is your adventures, I love. Adventures and babysitting in a way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is one thing I didn't expect. But what were you going to say? Go ahead. I'm not a super fan. And I think that it's the whole Western aspect of it that I'm not. Yeah. I dislike Western movies. And anything that relates or is relative or even kind of looks like a Western movie, can't do it. Yeah. The most I can do is Little House on the Prairie. I feel like, yeah, and I do feel like as you move on, it feels a little bit more Star Wars-ish. Okay. The first few episodes I, I have gathered now are mainly establishing the side characters. You get a little story with every side character that's going to be in this show before the main real story takes off. Okay. In the last couple episodes. So, 
that's why I'm saying you give it this first season. Give it those other five episodes you haven't seen. If it's a waste of time, at least you tried. <laughs> if it's not a waste of time, hey, you're ready for season two. It's my life motto. <laughs> if it's a waste of time, at least I tried. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that would be my thing. I do. I, I have wound up really loving it, and I would recommend if you're not if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, but not like an Uber fan, and so you haven't been sure if you even want to give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah. Eight episodes, most of which are only around half an hour. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Okay. <laughs> Let's close out our show with a Bible verse for the day. Deuteronomy 4.40. Therefore, you shall keep his statuses and his commandments, which I command to you today. I knew it- you were going to say statuses. <laughs> Statutes. <laughs> I didn't say statuses. I said statutes. I don't know why you're stopping me right now. That it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land of the Lord that your God is giving you for all time. I'm not trying to call you out, but I put that down, and I'm like, oh, Mo's going to read this one. It's got that word in it. She's going to say statuses. I literally <laughs> thought you it. it. And you sure enough did. <laughs> I can't believe it. I love you, Mo. I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, (laughs) There is a Backrow Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Backrow Baptist Church, by going to uh, backrowbaptist.com. <laughs> <laughs> if you love what we do here at Backrow Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate $1 a month will get you uh, in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get every full episode of the morning side hug and you'll get a full episode of church nerds a day early and of course we'll also offer the back row free podcast where you'll get a weekly podcast on thursdays from the morning side hug with selected clips from all four of our shows that week you'll get critical hit with hector mira and full episodes of church nerds after they air on fridays hey That's, i said hector's name right you and you job. can't even do that every week so <laughs> Oh, that's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. Baby Yoda is cuter than any Ewok. And if you see us around, we'd love a side hug. Bye.